Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Super Bowl Sunday edition of the Brewed Up and Spit Out podcast. I am your host, as always, Justin Wojo Wojohowitz, along with my co-host, Scott Big Friction Stone. Scott, it's snowing outside, and I don't fucking like it. I don't like it either. I had to shovel today. I actually had to go outside and shovel on Super Bowl Sunday. I had to shovel just before I picked you up. Yeah, it's I don't... It's miserable. This is not how it should be. This isn't... I mean, it, 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 but is it, though? I feel like it, it almost is perfectly as it should be. I mean, I don't know. Look where the Super Football Bowl's at. And, yeah, it's, it's in Tampa. <laughs> it's in Tampa Bay. No snow down there. Absolutely not. If it if it was, now we're talking. Now we're talking about a game. If if snow starts falling in Tampa Bay, put it in Lambeau. Put it. In. Move it to Lambeau. Everybody, everything's got to go to Lambeau. <laughs> I feel like every Super Bowl should be played in Lambeau. Just some, there's no home field advantage here. Everybody's yeah. miserable. <laughs> no one's happy to be here. It's a miserable time. So Scott, tell the people at home what we're drinking today. Today, we are drinking. Cheer, which is a winter spice brown ale from Bonesaw Brewing Company. There's a cute little skeleton on a on a um sleigh, 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 sled, 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 sled. It's, it's not Santa. <laughs> it's not Santa. It's close enough though. But uh, he might as well be. It might. I mean, he's old enough. It looks like. So let's that's true. Let's find out what this tastes like. Let's find out. It's a spicy, it's a spicy brown ale. It is. It's exactly what's on the tin. They didn't lie to me. They didn't lie to me. It is yet another winter beer in our seasonal beer showcase that, we, <laughs> that we've done by accident. We just keep going back to the well. We can't help ourselves. It's fine. This is. This it's is what last, we know now. This is the last one because winter, winter is not coming anymore. Winter is over. Winter is over. Except there's snow on the ground, so it's a hard, uh, it's a hard sell that winter's over. But look, if you just close your eyes and imagine hard enough. Maybe it'll go away. I hope so. That fucking groundhog screwed us over. Yo, six more weeks. We gotta find him. We have to. We gotta. We gotta. We should get him as a guest on the show. <laughs> just be just be tearing up my house. Just eating all the fucking eating everything in sight. Uh, but Scott, so Super Bowl Sunday. With Super Bowl Sunday, you get the same kind of things that come with it. You get your your food, your parties, your beer with your friends. But another tradition that has taken hold in uh, Super Bowl Sunday American sports is prop bets. Gotta love prop bets. Which, you know what? I would love for there to be some of these prop bets on like every game, like in the regular season. Like, why can't I bet on the coin toss on week seven with two shit teams playing each other? I agree. I'm a degenerate. I need need this. It's a 50-50 shot at making money right there. Yeah, I mean, it is a 50-50 shot. So I want to go through some of the prop bets that I've seen. And um, see what you think about them, if uh, if you have a pick on them, so we can maybe come back. Well, I, I can tell you right now, before we begin, I have put in picks today on several prop bets, so oh, we'll no. see if any of these ones uh, are the ones that I did, and this, I'll let you know what I did. This list is just all goofy ones, so this is why I okay. picked this list. So we'll start off with the uh, the tried and true, the coin toss. Heads or tails, it's a it's a toss-up, minus 105, so a little I, bit of vig for the, for the Vegas. I went with heads. I always go heads. I went with heads. Heads is my pick every time I have to pick heads or tails, so that's what I go with. I think the, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's like within one in the history of the Super Bowl. Like it's like 26 to 27 or something like that with the props, with the, with the uh, coin toss. So we'll see. Although six of the past seven Super Bowls have been tails. I mean, that means absolutely nothing, but we'll see. It does. It means <laughs> we'll nothing. See. It means nothing. This is a weird one because I guess it could go for either way, but I guess they think the Chiefs will win the coin toss. So they're asking if their choice will be to defer or receive. There's massive, massive favoring towards defer, 
which is minus 2,500. Receive is plus 800. I, uh, in this day and age, almost everyone defers. It's hard to believe somebody taking receive in the Super Bowl. So I think I think defer is a pretty bet. safe bet. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Unless Andy wouldn't... Reid wants to just get out there and establish the tone right away. Put, put his hands on him. Not let, uh, not let uh, Tom Brady get a chance to put up points first. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess because the Chiefs, every time they won the co- the coin toss this year, they deferred. The uh, the Bucks, the first six times they won coin tosses, they deferred, but they received their last two, so that's why their odds in the same bet are minus one eighty for defer and plus one forty for receive. Hmm. So much closer action. Yeah. I just don't think in the Super Bowl you you uh, you receive. I don't know. I mean, it's a, I don't think so either. It's an aggressive move, uh, but I mean. I don't know. I, I defer is usually the way to go. I think if like Sean Payton was in the Super Bowl, maybe he, he goes yeah. for receiving it. But or fucking Mike Vrabel, not yeah. giving a shit. Team that wins the coin toss win the game. Also a pick 'em, minus one hundred and five for each. Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough. That's, that's tough. Just a, that's just that's, that's just, awesome. That's super <laughs> random. <laughs> that's super random. You might as like that's even worse than heads or tails because you have to hope that the team you think is going to win the game wins wins a coin toss. I know. There's no is rhyme he, or reason. Are, are the Bucks considered the away team, even though they're playing at home. Or are they the home? Yes. Team? Oh, so the, yeah, it's so weird. They're the away team because they are the lower right seeded because of their record isn't yeah. as good as the Chiefs. I I think. I mean, I don't I don't think it's like any other so sport where there's tiebreakers or yeah. anything like that. I think it just goes by record. Right. Their record's better. The Chiefs is so they should be the home team. It's weird. Yeah. The, now that the Bucks are going to have to call it in their own stadium. <laughs> in their own stadium. It's weird. Yeah, but I don't know. That one right there is a toss-up. I wouldn't touch that one. I would not touch that one. With a 10-foot pole. It's just random. It's completely random. Um, Super Bowl commercial prop bets. Ooh, I haven't seen these ones. Which Anheuser-Busch brand commercial, tying it back into our beer uh, themed here, will air first? Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Michelob Ultra, or Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer? Bud Light is a is a plus one twenty, so they're all they're all on the plus I side. I would I would say probably Bud Light if I had to if I'm picking this one I'm going with Bud Light. I don't know. I think I think that there's, I if I'm not mistaken, I think last year was a year where I think Michelob Ultra had the first beer commercial. I think like it's just at this point the way the ads are with so many big ad guys dropping out like so many big brands, I wouldn't be surprised if. It's something weird. Well, Budweiser so. was one of the brands that dropped out. They're, yeah. just, they're not advertising actual Budweiser. That's why they're not on the list. Yeah. No more Clydesdales. RIP Clydesdales. Yeah, they're on Facebook, apparently. I, I got a post about it. I'm going to go with the outside. I'm going to go with the Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. That's a, that's a mouthful. Seltzers are the way of the future, Are apparently. seltzers the wave right now, though? They are. Are seltzers a, a winter thing, though? Like, I feel like seltzers like a summer thing. Like It is, but basic white bitches love seltzers. It's true. If you're a basic white bitch and you love seltzer, please comment below. <laughs> With anger or disgust or, or approval. Or just letting us know if we're right. Yeah, just tell, tell us if you love seltzer. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to hear from you. How many cur- commercials will have a dog in them? Over four and a half is the favorite. Under four and a half is the uh, the dog. I would go with over because dogs are like one of those sentimental things. Everybody loves Everyone dogs. Everyone loves dogs. That's a go-to. Like dogs and, it, and kids, dude. And it doesn't have to be the focal point of the commercial. It could just be in passing. You yeah. just see a dog like on the street. That counts. So I think that I gotta figure, where can I bet on that? Is it on DraftKings? We're gonna have to find out because I, I, w- I want to put money on that. <laughs> How many commercials will show a person wearing a mask? Two and a half is a number, over or under. I'm gonna say over. I think a lot of companies now their message is gonna be about like Corona. There's gonna be a lot of Corona heavy commercials. I feel like like we we're still there for you kind of shit. So I can definitely see a lot of commercials with masks. I'd say probably like four or five. Yeah, I. I 
I think five is the number. Apparently, uh, Frito-Lay has already leaked their commercial, or at least who's going to be in it. So there's two uh, two questions to this. Who will speak first in Frito-Lay's pregame commercial, Peyton or Eli Manning? Peyton is a favorite, not crazy odds. And will Jerry Rice make a paper football field goal in Frito-Lay's commercial? I guess he's shooting a paper football. So, so here, knowing nothing about this, no, this I know nothing. I'm going <laughs> like, in completely blind. Like, will Jerry Rice... I mean... I think yes, Peyton. I yes. think Jerry. I think Peyton. No, Eli is going to talk. You first. think so? Eli is going to talk first. Okay, and then I think Jerry Rice will make a paper football field goal. Okay, I think so. I'm I'm down with it. Is there going to be a COVID vaccine related commercial? Uh I don't know if it would be a commercial. Would you consider like a PSA, like a commercial, if there's one? Like yeah, a, I think any. I think anything that that's is not during the game, that's not during the game, is counted as a commercial. And then yeah, I, I would have to say so. I can imagine, especially like the Biden administration just putting out like an official message just to like get people to get out there and get vaccinated because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean plus one twenty though for the really? for the odds. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna skip that one because I don't even i I don't know what the um. The numbers are, but there's one I'm going to skip. It's the total number of commercials. The number's 92 and a half. I have Jeez. no idea. Apparently, there was 77 last year, but they averaged much higher than that. It was just a slow year last year for commercials. I guess there was fewer but longer ones. Mm-hmm. So, Super Bowl Gatorade shower. I picked this one. What did what'd you pick? Uh, is it for color? It's color. I picked red. Red. Went with red. Red and pink is the second highest on the list at 300. Orange is number one. number one at almost plus uh, 100. Blue, clear, purple. Purple's round out the back. You know, I think if I was going to throw a couple bucks down on here just to have fun, I think I'd go yellow. Like yellow, lemon, lime, lime kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Lemon, lime. Lemon, lime's a classic flavor, but... People I, like lemon, lime. I know. But maybe red for the Chiefs if they win? Or it could be red for the Bucks if they win. They're both red. That's true. Do you think, they, do you think they, <laughs> they coordinated that? No, much? but red is also a tasty flavor of Gatorade. Red is delicious. It is. It's a, probably my favorite. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Lemon, lime... I love me some classic lemon lime flavor. Hits the spot, right? man. Hits the spot. What players will pour Gatorade on the winning coach? Defensive, offensive, or both? I think both. One guy from each. Travis Kelsey and some guy on the defense. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I have. I don't have an opinion on that one because I have no clue. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish with this one. There's a few. There's a few random ones, but this one is my favorite that I've seen. Will the word burger be said by Andy Reid? <laughs> yes. Like. Yes. Are we talking about during the game no. or like in the post game? When he's accepting his uh, Super Bowl trophy. You, oh, so you're going out on a limb here and saying the Chiefs are going to win this already. Well, I mean, they're not going to interview him if they lose. True. They Actually, they. I mean, after the post, that's what I'm saying. Post game or not. Like, post game, yeah. So. I mean, and why would he bring up eating a burger and if they interview him at halftime, like going into the <laughs> locker room? Like, what? I know he's a fat but slob. I'm saying, but like, I'm not talking about, are you talking about like in the locker room post game, like when they set up at the podium, or are you talking about like on the field? It just says, it just says, will burger be said by Andy Reid? I'm going to say there's always a high chance of burger being said by Andy Reid. I'm sure if we, if I'm sure like if he's calling plays, code name one of them might be burger. Like you might see that come out of his mouth on the sideline anyway. Yeah, there's the problem with this bet is the yes is plus six hundred, but there is no clarification on what what's the, time frame. What's the time frame? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I don't know. I I think there's almost a guarantee if they win that he's talking about eating a burger. Yeah, he loves burgers, dude. And so do I. So do me I. and Andy Reid have some, one thing in common. We both have glasses and we both love burgers. That's two. That's two things. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We're both Caucasian males. Oh shit! Is that three or four? Uh, that's that's four, isn't it? Maybe four. I don't, I don't know. know. If you got Caucasian at mail, it's two separate things. We need a prop bet on how many. <laughs> we need a prop bet on how many things I have in common with Andy Reid. Ooh, 
Uh, that, we'll have to get a list going. We're going to need to hire an intern. <laughs> we're going to we're going to need the. Uh, if anybody wants to volunteer, please contact <laughs> to, us to help tabulate these up. Looking at you, Maxwell. All right, Scott. <laughs> tell me what you think about this fine beverage we have to our right and your left, because you're a swine and keep things on your left. It's because the microphone is near my right hand, and I'm trying not to move it and hit it, but it's fine. Uh, as far as the beer goes, however, it is a, I mean, it's a spiced brown ale. It is exactly what's on the tin. It's got that winter, like, cinnamon nutmeg kind of spice in there. Like, it's the thing that I enjoy about it, though, is the fact that you take the sip, you immediately get hit with that spice note, mm-hmm. and then before you even have a chance to think about it, it's gone. The aftertaste is like negligible. There's like not an aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, it's relatively refreshing. And if you're just looking for that nice little spicy note in short bursts without it, like permeating through your mouth and staying there, like it's really great for that. It's like a nice little spicy pick me up. Nice, man. That's what I think. Look at you. You're like a connoisseur over there. I don't have anything to add to that. I can't, I can't follow that up. That was highly impressive. I'm just going to sit back here and let you do your thing then. There's no reason for me to try to cut in on that. So our next segment, we went on to our social medias, and we asked the people, the fine listeners of the Brewed Up and Spit Out podcast, some questions to ask us about Super You could ask us anything Super Bowl, non-Super Bowl related, but because this week is a Super Bowl, we got um, many Super Bowl related questions. So we were able to pick three of them, and we would like to answer them for you and uh, give you our thoughts on what you had asked us. Scott, I believe you are the keeper of the questions. Yes. You're Mr. Social Media uh, Manager over there. Let me. Don't worry. I'm going to buy you some time here. He's going to pick up his phone. He's got big oafish hands and a small, non oafish phone, so he's having a tough time. All right. I have the first question here. This first question comes from uh, our listener, Maxwell. Also, the one who provides the beer for the show. So, thank you, Maxwell. A lot of Tom Brady related questions. Lots of this is this is the start of two Tom, one of two Tom Brady related questions. Technically, it's three, two and a half at least. True. Yeah, true. Two and a half. Well, true. Um, I'm going to paraphrase his question here for radio for radio purposes. How much percentage do you say falls on the shoulder of Tom Brady for getting the Bucks to the Super Bowl? You want to start? Do you want me to start? Uh, I think I'll let you start. I say a strong sixty percent. I think if you you can't undersell what he's done. I mean, clearly adding, if not one of the the greatest quarterback of all time to your team is obviously going to boost your value. But that team was really built to win. Like, but even last year they had plenty of weapons. They added to that in the offseason, adding Tom Brady, adding Rob Gronkowski. They made strides in their defense, adding you know. Guys like they have Sue and Pierre Paul. They have plenty of guys who who can just play. So I think it's asinine to say that Tom Brady didn't help this team at all. But I also think it's kind of you you can't overrate what he's. You can't say like him coming here is the only reason they made the Super Bowl. They have plenty of players that helped them get to this point. But Tom Brady was what pushed them over the hump, which is why I think sixty percent is a fair percentage. I think sixty percent's fair. I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. I want to go around seventy five ish. I think Tom Brady, not just his ability as a football player being arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, but the also the leadership and everything that brings into the locker room when you bring in a veteran guy like that, when you go from having a quarterback like Jameis Winston, famous Jameis, <laughs> to having Tom Brady, it's a huge impact. 
And even if you listen to guys like who talk about it, like talk about his locker room mentality, like it's a completely different culture there, like than it was when Jameis was starting. Yeah, but they didn't have a culture. That's the they, thing. He brought a culture in with him. Which exactly, he brought a culture in with him, which helped define that team. And not to mention some of the things that he did also outside of the field, uh, stuff like getting Antonio Brown there, mm-hmm. who has been instrumental in their runs. I mean, he's been hurt lately, but he's been instrumental in helping them make the playoffs and make the Super Bowl. And that can't be understated. And not to mention, the man is in his 40s, but he still plays as good as any other quarterback in the league. Eh, eh. I'm I'm not I'm not going to go with that on you. He's not bad. He's not he's not on the level of some guys right now, but I'm not saying he's, he's like a, better than Aaron Rodgers top, or Pat Mahomes. He's a top But I'm saying he's a top, saying he's a top five, 5 quarterback. He's a top 5 quarterback. I think he's a fringe top 5. I think you could you could make the case for him being like 6 or 7, but he's 7 and up, which is good enough to get you to right. the Super Bowl and win it. Exactly. And that's why I think that his coming to the Bucks was very important cuz who else would you have gotten that would have taken you there? I don't think I mean I don't think there was anybody that's it's it's hard because you how often has a guy like Tom Brady been available really the only other time I can remember it happening was when Peyton Manning was a free agent right but besides that like that's the only two times I can remember there ever being a quarterback that that instrumental this doesn't happen so you know you go out and get a guy like that of course you you throw as much money as you have to to go out and get a guy like that. right and that's why to me I'd say at least 75 percent falls on the shoulders of tom brady because i don't know if you plug another guy in there sure you probably get to the playoffs i don't know if you make the super bowl yeah that's that's fair it's a fair point i think there's a possibility could happen but i think you expedite the process by a great deal if you bring in a guy like tom brady so like i said i won't refute you i won't refute that 75 percent. i think anywhere between 55 to 75 percent is like a very fair range to put tom brady depending on your feelings on tom brady but i'll uh, let you read number two Oh, right. If you have it available. I, uh, I'm getting it available because I am unprofessional and not prepared. Oh, God. Story of my life here. <laughs> Story of my life hosting this motherfucker. It's fine. This is a uh, another question about Tom Brady. <laughs> we like Tom Brady here. Uh, we actually don't. From our number one fan. Our I'm, I'm just going to call him our number one fan. He he's up, if he's not fan. our number one fan, he's close to our number he's, one he's fan. He's definitely our number one fan. Our good buddy Adam. We love you, Adam. We love you, Adam. Wherever shout you are. out, Adam. Shout out to Adam. You're going to listen to this one day. I hope you listen to it before the game. I hope you make my brother listen to it over his house. Before yeah. <laughs> but his question for us is: Is Tom Brady done after this season? If not, how many more seasons do you see him playing? So this is like a half really easy question and a half not easy question. The first, the first part of that is absolutely not. There's no way he's going to retire this season, Ex- especially if he loses. I think him winning increases the chance to maybe like I'll say like fifteen percent if they win. Maybe he decides to walk, you know, walk away on top. But if he loses, ninety nine point nine percent chance he's coming back next year. He doesn't seem like the guy who uh, takes a loss very well. So I couldn't see him going out on a loss, especially getting to the Super Bowl. You know, a bad season maybe he walks away. But I think he's got. I mean. If you keep that team intact around him, which I don't know what the the Bucks salary cap situation is right now, I don't know if it's feasible for them to keep all these guys around. But at at this point, with Tom Brady not seeming to regress that much, and the fact that he doesn't need to go out there and throw for four hundred yards a game and four touchdowns to win every game, with the solid defense they have, a decent running game, great receivers and tight ends, like decent O line, 
He could play three, four more years if they're not leaning on him to be a killer anymore. Like we saw that with Drew Brees this year. The Saints needed Drew Brees to be old Drew Brees, and he was just, I'm old now, Drew Brees. If Tom Brady just has to be check down Tom Brady, go out and throw for 250, 300 a game, a few touchdowns, not turn the ball over and win, he can do that for a while, I think. Oh, abs- he takes great care of himself. Absolutely. And I think, to your point, no, this is not Tom Brady's last season. Um, I don't think I don't think there's any chance in hell, win or not, that he's going to walk away. From I don't. Him. I don't think so either. Tom Brady is going to quit the game when he can no longer play the game, and that's the way I see it going. He has too much pride, and he's such a competitor to where he doesn't want to walk away until he physically can't play anymore. Yep. And it's hard to say because obviously his skill set has diminished, but not that much. No. Not at all. He hasn't had a sharp drop off yeah. like some guys do. So it's hard. It's it's really hard to say when he could retire. I mean, because here's the thing: you can be a game manager as long as you got a good offensive line. You're not getting knocked on your ass every play. Just sit down there, dink and dunk. There's a lot of guys who make a career out of that. Yeah, in the he's NFL. been he's been doing it for yeah for a long time. Right, he's good at it. Yeah, so you can sit back there as long as you're staying healthy. Quite, I mean, he. I'm not going to say he'll play till he's 50, but no, I think at some point, like. Even though I don't care how good a shape you keep you keep yourself in, when you're 45, 50 years old, and a 22-year-old fucking 350-pound monster lays on top of you a couple times, you're not going to be feeling the same the yeah. next day. It's just, it's just biology. So yeah, to me, it's going to come down for as long as he's healthy. And who knows? If I had to take a guess, I'd say probably at least two to three more seasons. Yeah. At least. I, I think that's fair. I think that he's in a really tough division. Because I think the Saints, even though Drew Brees is going to retire this year, they still have a solid team if they added like a quarterback that wasn't trash, which I don't know if they can. They got Jameis. I wish they would have started Jameis instead Jameis. of Taysom Hill, but whatever. They, they promised they Taysom Jameis. Hill they let him start, so we got to see a running back play quarterback. It was gross. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird question because you never know with a guy. Like, look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning ha- went from being a straight-up monster on, on um, Denver and then his last season, he looked like he could barely go out there and, and play anymore. So I know being – and Tom Brady's a different animal. He's a freak of nature with his conditioning and his nutrition and stuff like that. But at some time – at some point, Father Time's going to catch up to you. And it might it might just take a year. It could be – shit, next year he could be – he could regress greatly. We don't know. It just depends how things go. But I think you're right. I think I think two to three years, I think more more conservatively. I think especially if he wins one more – like maybe he doesn't win this one, but he wins one in like the next two or three years. I think he probably walks away at the end of that. So, yeah, let's go to. Uh, you got a third question for us over there? Yeah, I got a third question for us over here. This is damn you. You memorized this one. You I just memorized. Just this pushed one. your phone at me yeah. aggressively. So this question was actually submitted by my brother. Shout out to Jut. Shout out Jut. Uh, Sexy beast. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah, <laughs> but uh, whatever, man. Whatever, whatever is whatever. Whatever. So his question was, if Patrick Mahomes wins, do you see this as the torch handing off moment from the greatest of all time to the next greatest of all time? Go ahead. I'm going to let you start this one since I started the the next two or the first two. I'm going to say yes. I think if Patrick Mahomes wins here, like this is his, what, third season playing? This is fourth actually starting, or third actually starting, fourth. Uh, I think so. Because he started one game in his first season. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so to have two Super Bowl wins under your belt at this point in your career, like fourth year in the league, 
and no signs of slowing down like he's not even he's going to be entering his prime <laughs> like he's not even done developing as a quarterback yeah he's yet. still a kid like i think if we see like if they if patrick mahomes win here you're looking at the torch absolutely being passed because who knows if brady ever wins another one if they don't make it this time but i can damn sure say that this isn't going to be the last time that we're going to see patrick mahomes in the super bowl yeah I mean, you never know what could happen for sure, but I think that's probably no, bar, a fair. Barring catastrophic injury is what yeah, I'll say. Or or tumultuous roster changes. Yeah. If everybody has to get paid at the same time, then they have to let somebody yeah. go. But I think that this team is built for the long haul. Yeah, and that's it's a scary thought if you're in the AFC. It is. But if you're in the NFC too. True. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary thought for everyone. So I no absolutely see this tonight. If if Patrick Mahomes wins, this cements his legacy as the next one up after Tom Brady, the next guy that everyone will be telling their kids about. So my answer is no, because it's already happened because it it doesn't matter what the fuck happens tonight. If unless Patrick Mahomes goes out there and just stinks up the joint and I don't think that's going to happen. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but I think it doesn't really matter for, for Patrick Mahomes becoming one of the next premier quarterback, the apex predator in the NFL, I don't think that it fucking matters what happens tonight. I think my man's already there. I think he's done enough to prove that he is a generational talent. He is going to be, unless you said catastrophic injury, unless he gets injured, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I just don't think it really matters what happens tonight. I think it'll be a nice sentiment, and I think a lot of people will will use that as a nice talking point of, we saw the you know the old goat handing it off to the new goat. I don't think it really fucking matters. I think most people will tell you that Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. And if they don't, they're they're fucking lying. And Tom Brady, whether you love him or hate him, which I personally can't stand the fucking guy, but he is one of the greatest of all time. So I think you got two goats playing tonight. And I think that maybe maybe it helps speed up the process of Patrick Mahomes' legacy. But then you'll have people who are Tom Brady's staunch defenders saying, ooh, you beat a 43-year-old Tom Brady congratulations like people always like to hang up on crutches when when their man doesn't perform as well as they should so we'll see what happens but i think that either way you shake it i think patrick mahomes is the future of the nfl i mean i can't disagree with that like he's definitely the future of the nfl and it's a it's an exciting time because there actually there's a lot of good young quarterbacks right now like there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks and don't get me wrong patrick mahomes is leagues ahead of the next guy up but but in a couple of years, Patrick Mahomes has had three years, yeah, we'll and he had his happens. first year. He got to he got to sit and learn. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got Justin Herbert, you got the Bionic Man Joe Burrow. Who else we got? You got Deshaun Watson. Wherever he decides, wherever to he play. Ever plays, if he plays next if he, year, <laughs> if he ever plays again. Yeah. Are we are we calling Jalen Hurts the future of the NFL? Uh, no, I, no, we haven't. No, my man is out of the league in three years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my hot take. That's why the, that's why the Eagles are getting Nick Foles back. Oof. <laughs> Listen, this is for another day because you're gonna get me all. You're gonna get me all fucking worked up. You're gonna get me all worked up. We're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to duke it out on <laughs> recorded, but also live radio. And I'm not gonna not gonna have a good time with it. So I don't want to get our. Do you want to do the? your beer thoughts first and then we can give our predictions or do you want to give predictions now what would you like sir i think uh, since it's a special episode we can close with the predictions yeah let's do it man it's the most wonderful prediction time of the year exactly so uh i i said a a lot about this beer the last time we talked about it um and it's still it's still enjoyable i'm i'm most of the way through the can now still enjoying it it hasn't overstayed its welcome um just because it's just such a brief punch 
to the palate and then an instant like it goes away. It's refreshing, like I said. So putting a number on it, I'm gonna go with a uh, 4.25. 4.25. It's okay. pretty high praise. I'm I'm aware, but I actually enjoy the nice kick of the spice and then just how it's not overwhelming, how it just immediately leaves you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I like this beer. I do. I like this beer more than the other couple winter beers we had. Um, it's, I think it's, in my opinion, it's similar to the first one as far as the initial taste goes, but it doesn't have that really like, doesn't have that staunch, like you said, you were alluding to that staunch aftertaste. So I think it's more refreshing and more drinkable, I would say, than the first beer we had um, and more more memorable than the second beer we had. So I think this is a solid, solid 3.75. Three point respectful. Three point seven five. I'm like caught in between my. You know, what? I'm gonna go three point seven five. Okay. I'm gonna stick with my. You know, go with your heart. Go I'm gonna stick gut. with my gut. Go with your gut. I'm gonna stick with my gut. So the moment everyone's been waiting for. Our picks. Our picks. Do you want me to go first? Because we should be like Lee Corso and have a, a <laughs> hat to put on. Do you have a hat? I do not. Do I have any? I don't think I have. Not that it would matter for the people at home who aren't no. watching this anyway. But you can put that baby Yoda on your head over there. Oh, I could, but that wouldn't help me. <laughs> it wouldn't help. I, it wouldn't really do anything. But well, I think uh, it'd be entertaining. I think I'm gonna let you go first. I think you've kind of been alluding to what you're picking all yeah. show. So, listen, I'm gonna break it down for you. The Chiefs should win this game. I think this game will be close because I think there's. It's just very rare that Super Bowls aren't close, even when I think teams are much better than other teams. I think that teams just play a lot tighter in the Super Bowl. There's a lot less mistakes made, so there's a lot less catastrophic scoring plays. Um, but I just don't... I look at this Tampa Bay team. Their defense is, is good. Their defense is, is fairly good. But I just don't see any defense being able to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like, they're matchup nightmares. But it's And it's so wild because they're so different. You have the big versatile tight end who can be any linebacker who's covering him with speed and is too big for any cornerback that can keep up with him. And then you've got Tyreek Hill who's just who might be the fastest fucking player in the NFL. If he isn't, he's top two or three. The guy's just, he's so lightning quick. How do you cover a guy like that? And the problem we had with the Packers against the Bucks was that the Bucks were able to get to Aaron Rodgers quite often with Bakhtiari being injured. It doesn't matter to me, I don't think, what happens with Kansas City's offensive line because Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy will be able to scheme up ways to get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quick, to run the ball and avoid pass rush, and they'll be able to take advantage of the mistakes that the t- Tampa Bay defense makes. They've been doing it all season. They made a team in the Bills that just came off solid games look, look like a fucking joke. Like, they just ran over the Bills. The Bills had no answer for them. So I think if that... Kansas City team shows up, which the only thing that might prevent them, like you had alluded to off air, was this whole mess with Andy Reid's kid. But at the end of the day, these are grown ass men. These are professionals who have to go out there and perform a job, which I think they will do tonight. I think minus three for the Chiefs is a very favorable number. And I did read something that Vegas is really hedging on the Chiefs losing, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs winning by less than three, or else they're going to be in a bad way because so much action is on the Chiefs but they've had to keep the line close to try to entice more Buccaneers bets, and they just haven't come in. So I think the the Chiefs will win this game. I do think it'll be a close game, but I think it'll be a game that is 
in hand for Kansas City the whole way where they're never really in danger of losing it. I think something along the lines of 28-24 Kansas City, maybe like 35-28 Kansas City, something like that. They'll cover the spread, and I think Kansas City will raise their trophy tonight. Uh, Very well said. I agree with a lot of the points you made. Um, Ironically, right off the bat, I'm just going to say this. I do agree with your final score. I was going to say 35-28 all day in my head, so that's what I was going to go with. Um, I am picking the Chiefs on the caveat that their defense actually steps up. I could see that. I could see that. If the Chiefs' defense steps up, because the Bucks have uh, Antonio Brown coming back, Cameron Brate's playing, mm-hmm. all like their receiving core is entirely healthy now. It's if the Chiefs' defense can stop them from scoring and hold them a few drives, because I think this is going to be a shootout. I think this is absolutely going to be a shootout. I agree with that sentiment. I think there's going to be very few punts in this game. I hope so. I hope so too. Trust me. I do not want a fucking Rams Patriots. Oh God, that was the worst thing I've ever watched in my it life. It was terrible. But and we couldn't leave. <laughs> we could leave <laughs> because it was just bad form. You can't leave. And it was the thing was it was close. It was. It was too close. Was that's, too the, close. that's the worst part. It was close. Yeah. So. At any point, yeah. the, the Rams could have came back if they weren't yeah. just bad, or Jared Goff wasn't bad. But he is, and that's why he's not there anymore. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Anyways. Uh, I it This is a tough game for me. I've been going back and forth all week. Yes, the Chiefs have a lot of weapons, and their defense is solid, but then again, you can say the same thing for the Bucks. So then, really, the only position where there's a discrepancy as of right now is you have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, the level of quarterback play coming out of Patrick Mahomes uh, this year is among the best. Only Aaron Rodgers. Second to none. Right. Only Aaron Rodgers, you could argue, had a better season than him. But Tom Brady, I mean, yes, Patrick Mahomes, they won the Super Bowl last year. Tom Brady has been here so many times. And it is one of those things where the veteran experience always comes into play. So I can see the Bucks winning. Do I think they're going to? No, I do not. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tom, if they can get something going in the past game often, like get Antonio Brown involved. Like if they get the ball first and score on their opening drive, the Chiefs are going to be, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. So there's a big, there's a big thing that people have. People have um, recency bias. People tend to forget that in the Super Bowl last year, Patrick Mahomes played like trash for three, right? And even you could even say three and a half quarters. He was terrible. He got outdueled by Jimmy Garoppolo for three and a half quarters, which is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And the reason that they were able to come back was because ultimately he was able to put some stuff together. And Kyle Shanahan, the the goat of not being able to run clock out, just he forget. I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing, man. I mean, I played Madden a few times, and I could tell you that sometimes you just run the fucking ball and run some time out. <laughs> but if they if he starts slow like he did in the last Super Bowl, there's a chance they could get down to a deficit where they might not be able to come back. And that's it. the thing, because I think the Bucks are too good of a team to come back on like that. I mean, look at look at what happened. Green last Bay week. tried to, yeah. Green Bay almost did. Right. They were they but were what, incredibly close. But what sealed them was they got down early. If they, they didn't get down, down early, early yeah, they, they would have won that game. Between getting down early. You know, Aaron Rodgers played an almost perfect game in the first in the right. first half, and some questionable calls he by made, Matt Lafleur at the end of the game. Yeah, right? and some questionable officiating too. <laughs> there was a lot of sketchiness that happened in that game. But Green Bay had nobody to blame but themselves. 
You know, Tom Brady threw three straight interceptions on three straight drives, and they only cashed in six points mm-hmm. on him. You know, you have no one to blame but yourself. But the fact that they were able to come back leads to a little bit of, like, Tom Brady didn't look that great in the NFC Championship game. People just people hang up too much on the end versus the means to get there. So, like, like just exactly like I said with Mahomes, people forget that Mahomes wasn't very good for the first three quarters of that mm-hmm. game. People also don't remember that Tom Brady wasn't that good in the NFC Championship game. He was fine, but I think if you get either one of those two things happening, it could be a blowout either way. Yeah, if, I'm, if, if Tom Brady doesn't play good, I think that the Chiefs could could end this game in in record time. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing everything that happens here. Like we got a lot be, of it's we, gonna be good. We got a lot of. Uh, I think it's gonna be good. We got a lot of storylines to follow. Yeah, and I got some. I don't have any money on the game. It's boring. I got some. You have any prop bets at least? I I have to. It's only it's only four fifteen. It's right now. It's four fifteen. We got time. Game's got not time. To, game on TV is slated for six thirty, which means it'll probably start around seven. So seven thirty. It's a strong hour. <laughs> I in hate the this. Pre-game. I hate. Can I just go on a, like a, a two second rant real quick? Oh, go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. So, why the hell are we still playing the Super Bowl on Sundays? <laughs> because it's tradition. Just do- because something is tradition doesn't mean it's good. That's true. Okay, that's very true. I'm sure that if we, can you imagine how much money could be made by moving it back a day onto a Saturday? And start it whenever you want. Yeah. Start it at 8 o'clock. Because no one's going to give a shit. Because they don't have to work the next day. Start at 8 o'clock. Which, by the way, guys, anyone from my job is listening, maybe see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We'll see how maybe the, we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. We'll see how the game goes. If, if Patrick I Mahomes, already said if the game goes into overtime, I'm calling out. If so. Pat Mahomes is clapping them cheeks like he might, <laughs> we might be calling it I'll be a going to bed. I'll be going to bed at like 8. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So... I'm going to assume, so you said, what, 35-28 Chiefs? 35-28 Chiefs. So we got 35-28 Chiefs for All both of us, board, with, yeah. a, with an also a caveat for 28-24 Chiefs. Okay. That's my that's my second Secondary pick. pick. I think either one of those has a decent chance. We all know what's going to happen. I think if the game is lower, the lower scoring the game is, the better chance that the Bucks have to win. That's true. I, I, I think that's true. I, I agree with that. Tom Brady has gotten to the point where he's an excellent game manager. But he's not going to go out. He, I don't know if he can go out there and put up forty-five on the on the Chiefs. He might be able to. I don't think he can. So the, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's a really good take. One of few that you have, but <laughs> we'll give you this one. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna give you this one. Okay. You have anything else to add, sir? Uh, not much today, man. I'm just really excited to get to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for um the few people who submitted their questions to us. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot because usually we just ramble, but this time it was coherent rambling. Yeah, this time we just rambled on top of questions. Yeah, well, you gave us something to stay on topic about, so we did that, and we appreciate you. So we're, we'll put that up again next week. We'll see if anybody uh, submits questions next week on regards of maybe what happens when the Super Bowl. We have the Carson Wentz drama. We no, haven't, there's no drama there. We haven't given our... There is. <laughs> oh, there is. We haven't given our trade. we haven't given our takes on the uh, Matt Stafford Jared Golf trade. There's a lot we'll of things. That. There's a lot of sports. There's a lot of sports ball to talk There's about. A lot of sports ball to talk about, folks. So we'll do that. So buckle up, buckle up. We'll see you next week. Maybe. Maybe we don't know what. Maybe day in yet. a few days. Maybe in a few days. Yeah. Maybe we tomorrow. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But we'll see you then. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good week.